0: Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Hey Veritas, welcome to the Equipping Podcast. My name is Michael and we are so thankful that you joined us today our hope in this podcast is to help you mature as a disciple to grow as an everyday missionary and ultimately to glorify god so we're thankful for all four of you listening right now so just so you know um, before we get going any further the last time we did a podcast i said i think 3 people listen but actually 4 people listen or email me afterwards so we've grown by 25% just in one podcast isn't that right 25% i don't know I think math so. Yeah, there's three people who are listening. Now four people are listening. Well, that would be like 33%, wouldn't it? Because 33% of the viewership would be one person. Do you know what? This is why we're pastors and not (laughs) mathematicians. Was
1: I right? Was I right? Uh, Fact check over there?
0: Good. Sweet. Sam Sam is our fact checker. You don't know he's (laughs) listening right now, but he's there. Um, all right, so anyway, this is going off the rails from right from the beginning. but you just heard somebody else a second ago and that person is Ian Crosby. Welcome Ian. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. so Ian is our family ministry pastor and we are um, we're super thankful that he joined us today. So we've taken a little turn over the last couple of weeks. now we're in our third episode uh, where we are giving ministry updates. Um, just from different departments in our church so that you can be uh, not just equipped to be a more mature disciple, but you can be equipped with better information to help like pray for our church because we can't do any of this without the Lord's help. So uh, hopefully you get a better understanding of what we're about as a church, but also um, the things that are on our hearts that we're praying for that you can join us in praying with. So, Uh, Before we jump further into family ministry, Ian, why don't you tell us, just give us a a quick uh, overview of who you are. Yeah, so
1: my name is Ian. Uh, My wife and I have been in Cedar Rapids for just over four years now. So yeah, we came up here from the Dallas, Texas area four years ago, love being here. We have three kids, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a two-year-old. So they keep us busy most of the time, and we have a schizophrenic Great Dane named Walter. So,
0: Why schizophrenic?
1: uh, He's just scared of absolutely everything. I tried to take him on a walk this morning, and we made it to the end of our driveway, and then he laid down. And if you've ever tried moving a 150-pound dog (laughs) while he is laying down (laughs) refusing to go anywhere... You just look like an idiot. So, so did you
0: just pick him up, bear hug him, and bring him back home?
1: Uh, no, he wanted to go inside. And I was trying to be stubborn and say, no, we're going on a walk. And so my neighbor saw me trying to yank my dog, and he yeah, just decided to go inside. And so we
0: were done with our walk. <laughs> Has he made it, ever made it past the end of the driveway?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think he's still recovering from 4th of July. Fireworks scare mm. him to death. And so we've seen him not a whole lot in the last month or so. So, his choice is like
0: go toward the fireworks or go toward a five, three, and two year old. Like, yeah. I don't know which one is worse. The
1: fireworks days. are less scary for sure, <laughs> but he at least can see the five, three, and two year old. So,
0: all right. So, uh, one of the things we've liked to do recently is talk about some things that we're uh, loving and learning. So, Ian, what's something that you've been loving lately?
1: Yeah. Uh, I just got back from vacation, loved vacation. Uh, it was the first time my wife and I have had a chance to get away, just the two of us since we've had our kids since, yeah. So we're, we're very excited to do that. And so love vacation. Uh, also, I've started getting into stranger things. Everyone else has been watching it and I figured I should probably start watching it. So. I made it through season one, and I'm loving it so far.
0: There you go. All right, so what is something that you're learning these days?
1: Learning. uh, Just talking about our kids, like parenting. I kind of always thought parenting would get easier once you got the hang of it, and it is proving to not get easier. We're just entering different stages of not knowing what we're doing. And so, uh, yeah, that has been a lot of learning just about parenting and what it looks like to parent as toddlers get older and then as kids enter toddlerhood. So just trying to figure that out. Um, And then... Yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing. Uh, over vacation, I started reading the book Deeper by Dane Ortland. and that's just been a really refreshing read, too, just learning how to uh, grow as a Christian, and it's been a really sweet book, so I encourage anyone to read that.
0: That's great. All right, so let's jump into a little bit about family ministry. So give us an idea, like, what what is involved with family ministry at Veritas, and then what's kind of our overall approach to how we do family ministry here?
1: Yeah, so family ministry is kind of an umbrella ministry that includes kids ministry and student ministry. So zero through 18-year-olds kind of fall into our family ministry category. So I help oversee and lead our teams that do ministry to kids and ministry to students. And so kind of our approach is we believe that parents are the primary disciple maker of their kids, that it is their job, that is how God has called us to be as parents, the primary disciple maker. And so we see our role as kind of supplementing what parents are doing at home or hopefully doing at home. And so we want to raise up mature disciples. We want to send out everyday missionaries, and we want to glorify God. We want that for our kids, and we want that for our students. But the way we also see us doing that is by partnering with our parents to help make that happen. So that's kind of our overall 30,000-foot approach. Totally.
0: And so I think you get in that kind of a Kind of a pendulum swing a little bit from maybe the the '90s way the way youth ministry was considered. And I don't. When were you born, Ian? I was born in '92. Yeah. So okay. I know what okay, you're, you're talking you're about. yeah you're there a little bit, but not much. So um, the idea that that we're going to just send our kids to be a part of a youth ministry yeah. and they're going to do all the like discipleship versus like no, my primary role as a parent is to disciple my children, mm-hmm. and then we are so grateful when other p- believers come alongside us and help them grow and teach them different things but it's ultimately my job not the not the youth ministry's job right so yeah. with students now man that's just a i love that love that approach that we have yeah and we try and do that partnering at both the student and a kids level and
1: we try and do it by providing resources saying hey this is what we're learning we'd love for you to learn alongside of us by giving them information like This is the Bible story that your kids just learned on Sunday. Here's a take-home card that you can ask some questions on your way home or at lunchtime with students. Like, here's what the message was tonight. Here are a few questions to get conversation rolling. And so we don't want them to just be informed with what we're doing. We also want to help equip them with information that can help them carry on the conversation at home so that we can be more unified in our approach there.
0: And those cards have been so helpful for our kids. Um, I mean, once we get past, like... Why is your eye bloody today? Or that's what, that's what we just had this past week. Not because our ministry is unsafe. Happened? But no, our our 4-year-old somehow got hit in the head with a train. I <laughs> don't think it was somebody else's fault. I actually think it was his fault. So, uh, no, not all my kids come home bleeding each week. But um, Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, totally. So, we have a super safe kids ministry on Sunday morning where trains yeah. flying everywhere. <laughs> And, but trains are flying everywhere, but Jesus comments are flying everywhere too. So I don't, I don't know. What good that segue. Was. Yeah, good there job. you go. So anyway, our our kids really do talk about uh, what they learned every Sunday morning. It's super encouraging for, for me as a dad. So all right, let's let's shift the focus a little bit. So what? What over the past year? Because our ministry year at Veritas runs typically uh, July first through June thirtieth. Because we we start going into A new school year. Everything Mm kind of runs on the school year rhythms. And so, with August being a big time uh, to launch into something new, kind of take us back over the course of the last year. What were some of the things you guys focused on in family ministry? Some of the goals you had?
1: Yeah. So, kind of just starting with family ministry as a whole, like I said, we're kind of unique as we have two kind of mini departments within our one department. And so, our focus as a family ministry, I really just wanted to help create and establish like a thriving staff culture amongst our team. Cause we'd had a lot of transition with some staff members moving on to different roles, (coughs) Sam. (laughs) Um, And we'd had, yeah, staff members transitioning. We'd have just open spots that we were trying to fill. And then we started Urbana and it's like, we need to find some more kids ministry help. And so we've had a lot of staff uh, staffing things go on in our ministry. So really just trying to establish a thriving Staff culture with our family ministry. And sometimes it seemed like it was going well, and then someone else would transition to a different role and be like, all right, we need to find someone else. And then, uh, but we're finally at the spot. We hired Taylor Richardson, and which we're so excited about. Love having Taylor on our team. Um, And so I feel like we're at a really good spot as a team. And so, really, this year, going to continue that goal of just trying to create and establish that thriving culture now that we have a team ready and a team here to really do that with
0: yeah so in the course of that we we always want to talk about all the things that the lord's done not just like oh Veritas is cool great or whatever like it doesn't matter if we're great or not the only reason we're great is because of the grace of god so what are some ways that you have seen god work over the course of the past year yeah
1: Uh, i think a big way for us i mean michael you and i we've prayed a lot together specifically for taylor's role to be filled in uh so seeing God work by providing staff to help us uh, do what we feel like He's called us to do, that's a huge way that we've seen God work. Uh, We've seen Him work uh, specifically, like just a quick story in kids' ministry. Uh, One of our focuses this last year was trying to help make kids' ministry a place that people want to serve. in. In a lot of churches, kids' ministry is like, man, they need a lot of help, so I guess we'll serve. Uh, We really want it to be a place where people want to serve in kids ministry. We love what we get to do. We love the kids that we get to help lead. We love the parents that we get to partner with, and we want people to be involved with that. We want them to see how cool it is and exciting it is to be a part of that ministry, and so that's been kind of um, the goal that we've had for the last year, even bleeding into this year some, and just seeing our volunteers like being excited about it. We've had more new volunteers this year than we have the last couple years. Wow. Um, and not only are there new volunteers, but they're committed. We see energy and excitement coming from them each week. And so we're excited to see the volunteers that God has brought to our team. Uh, and then that also bleeds into, like, our kids as well. Like, we had a kid who is... See, in, we do talk about blood. <laughs> it bleeds into them. Uh, but we had a kid who uh, wasn't always the easiest kid to have in a classroom setting. Uh, you might know a couple of those yourself. Um, but we... you just, just talking about my own No, children, I wasn't talking right about there, your child. No. Which wouldn't
0: surprise me, but... Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but... Uh, Over the course of the last, like, year or so, they've seen him not just, like, not mellow out, like, the goal isn't just to get them to be calmer, but see him actually be more respectful towards his teachers, Mm -hmm. leaning in during teaching time and being engaged with what's going on. Uh, He was actually in our sixth grade class that we did this summer to help transition fifth graders into student ministry, and I'm just really excited to get to know him more. Like, he's fun, Mm -hmm. brings a lot of personality but is also willing to listen when he's told to listen and engage. And so just really sweet to see a kid that, like, some teachers are like, man, it would be a lot easier sometimes. But then see that transition to, man, I'm excited for this kid, excited mm-hmm. to see what God's going to do in his life, excited to see how God's going to use him to reach his classmates and peers. And so uh, just really excited about that story. Uh, and then uh, one of my favorite things that I got to see this past school year was we challenged some of our high schoolers that we meet with a little more consistently to uh, try and find someone to invest in themselves that they can disciple. And all year um, on a Wednesday night before students would start, I would look out and I'd see like five to six high school students meeting one-on-one with a middle school student. And that was just a really sweet thing, watch them going through our Bible reading plan together, asking questions, uh, learning what it looks like to follow Jesus. and so. Uh, being able to see high schoolers pour into middle schoolers like that was just a really sweet thing. I just remember one night just kind of looking back and be like, man, God's been really good to us, Mm -hmm. that he would bring high schoolers uh, and equip them to be able to help lead middle schoolers was just a really sweet thing.
0: Yeah, that was always one of my favorite things when I would walk out kind of leaving the office, walking through the lobby on a Wednesday afternoon before students would happen that night, and to be able to see multiple high schoolers uh, really like just sitting with with middle schoolers is just a sweet, sweet yeah. thing for me to witness. So, all right, so those are some of the ways that you've seen God work over the past year. What are some some hopes, some goals, some focuses over the course of this next year that our church can know about?
1: Yeah, um, kind of sticking with students for a second, um, we we've grown a lot and pretty quickly as a student ministry, and uh, with that, we, we love seeing what God is doing, and we kind of just kind of pulled a step back and we're like, somewhere we think that we have let discipleship kind of not like go away, but there's been a little bit of a drift there. And so kind of our uh, goal this year for students is we want to recenter around discipleship Mm -hmm. where we want our middle school and high school students like discipleship to be the primary thing that we're going for. And so not to neglect the other things that are happening, but just really like recenter around discipleship. And so we're excited about some of the changes that we're making to help make discipleship a priority uh, for our high school and middle school students this year.
0: Yeah. What would that look like? What would some of those changes be?
1: Yeah. Um, hopefully some of the parents have read this in an email already, so this isn't the first time they're hearing about it. Um, but one of them is just a structure change for our Wednesday nights where on uh, Wednesday night, typically we would have large group first and then uh, all connection groups would meet afterwards. We ran out of building space to have all of our connection groups meet at the same time. It's a great problem to have, but a problem nonetheless to try and figure out. And so, uh, this year we're going to try having middle school connection groups meet before large group and then high school connection groups meet after large group. And so by splitting up that connection group time, it's actually going to allow us to have some high schoolers helping co-lead those middle school connection groups to where hopefully those middle schoolers are getting a little extra idea of like, Oh, this is what it looks like to follow Jesus when I'm in high school. But then it's also an extra discipleship aspect for our high schoolers learning to lead and pour into others in a different way. And so and it'll also provide a context for some middle school classes to happen on Wednesday nights as well. Sure. So
0: what about from a kid's perspective, just things going on in the hopes over this next year?
1: Yeah, I think our hope this year is we want to continue to see leaders and volunteers energized to be there. And so uh, we're changing up a little bit of how we want our kickoff for volunteers to look like this year, where we're going to focus more on, hey, what does it look like for you to succeed in your role in kids ministry to just even get them more excited about, man, this is why I'm showing up every week. And this is what it looks like for me to be successful in this role. And so uh, training them, uh, we want to do better at encouraging and coaching them and uh, because we think if we can get our volunteers excited and energized to be there, the kids are going to feel that, the parents are going to feel that, and we think it's just going to create a better environment for Our kids and to be involved in. And so, yeah, we're just really excited about that.
0: One of the things I love about family ministry here is that it's not just focused on the kids and the students, right? It's focused on the parents. It's also focused on developing and discipling leaders. And so much of what you just talked about involves all those leaders. So, we are super thankful. If you're listening to this and you're a volunteer, super grateful for uh, all the sacrifice that you make to serve weekly and invest in kids and students' lives. So super thankful for that. So how can, as somebody from our church is listening to this, how can they be praying for you guys in family ministry uh, and even you personally over the course of the next year?
1: Yeah, I think uh, just pray for our staff team. We have a couple new staff members this year. We have uh, Carrie who joined us earlier this year, and we have Taylor who just joined us. And so pray for them that their onboarding would continue to go well, that they would step into their roles well and that we would just mesh well as a team this next year. That would be a really sweet thing to pray for. Uh, And then overall, just um, we need some more volunteers for kids' ministry for this next school year, and so pray that God would bring the volunteers that we're supposed to be having uh, to help teach and lead uh, in our classrooms and at check-in. So, yeah, need some more volunteers, and then uh, I'd love just prayers that the right high schoolers would be identified to be co-leaders for middle school connection groups. I think that would be a really... Those would be some sweet things to be praying for.
0: And like you said, with with that kind of recentering on discipleship, I think if our church continues to pray that we would disciple all generations, yeah. and that would not be a call just for somebody in there, you know, as a, a older adult. But this is something that our middle schoolers take seriously, and mm-hmm. our high schoolers take seriously, and all ages, all generations take serious this call to go make disciples of all nations. And so, church would love for you to continue praying for Ian, praying for uh, our family ministry here at Veritas. Hopefully this was informative for you guys. If you see Ian around, uh, thank him for what he's doing because he's doing a great job. God's working through him in tremendous ways as well as his team. So um, hopefully guys um, have a few more things to pray about now and uh, hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.